0: cloud all right welcome aboard like I said shopping this pricing system and today Kirk is joining us welcome aboard Kirk hey guys how are we going so what we're going to be doing is showing you how we set up the shopping list pricing system in Simpro now you might have heard me say that I wish in the shopping list pricing system course that we've got on on the Academy that we wish that we said right from the start that we used that we just recommended to use Simpro. The reason is, uh, from, since then, I've gone through and I've seen all the other systems and they are seriously inferior. Uh, the, I have had word that uh, Arrowflow may be up there, but I haven't seen it in, in Action House. One of our members, Rowan, has said he's pretty much got it down packed. So I'm just gonna see how he does it. But in terms of what we're gonna show you today, we're gonna show you Simpro. And the reason why I believe I should have said from the start, we needed, we wish we used Simpro from the start. So um, yeah, um, the hair is cranking by the way, the beard is just dropping, the the hair is out of control, but um, yeah, just just looking forward to uh, shaving it down a little bit in about three months. (laughs) But anyway. Shopping List Pricing System, you'll see what I mean. Kirk's gonna show you all through our system and how we do it, and we've got an awesome new way of setting up the Shopping List Pricing System so that you can use Google Docs or Google Sheets to share with your team, and it organizes it really well, and it's a great way to you know, share it out with your team. And the good thing about Google uh, Sheets is that they can select a line so it might be supplying you still a PowerPoint, and you've allowed sixty minutes, and you've priced it for this much, and they can say, "Hey, I can never get it in sixty minutes," and we can, and then someone else can agree, and they can comment. So they can actually comment on the line, and together as a team, if you've got staff, you can make sure that you are on point with all of your pricing, all right? Using the shop in this pricing system. So, like I said, excited to get started. Um, After we go through this tutorial, I'm going to get straight into it. We do have a load of questions that we didn't finish last week, so I'm looking forward to getting into that as well with you guys and you know, then we'll jump in and have a chat to you guys at the end. Uh, Make sure you stick around to the accountability sessions, they're really important and it's a great way for you to meet people that you can have a chat to when you're stuck around certain things. All right. Woo. All right, Kev's just going to set it up. Just give us one sec. He's going to set up the screen. We're all good? We're all good. All right, get into one of those jobs. And we will share our screen, guys. All right, fellows and ladies, if we have them here. Okay. Crowd, yes. Either I can either hear someone's belly or the wind blowing in their microphone. Maybe that's me, Cameron. You're a legend. All right, cool. Welcome aboard, everyone. Here we go. So, share screen, and we are into it.
1: People crime. This is the one we want. Ooh, okay. no. Hey All righty's guys, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you sort of how, these, how the job notes will come through on a Simpro setup and the benefits of using the shopping list pricing system and how quickly and easily you can invoice your jobs. So this is the original job here. Um, I've created a duplicate because we've already invoiced this. So over on the right hand edge here is where our technician notes will come through. Um, And we use this little copy button in the top right hand corner To copy the notes over to either the notes box here or the description box So what I've done is I've just transposed this onto a new job so so we can start fresh and I can take you through the process So this job we haven't actually attended Inside like this job number, but I've just copied the notes over into this box here So our technician Scott has attended this one And what we've got here is a really good example of some fault finding that we've done, um, a pre-built shopping list pricing system item, and also we've got a quote to follow. So we'll show you how easily we can go through this process. Uh, So what I'm gonna do here is I generally just copy all of this. Now take a look at his job notes, I'm gonna butt in
0: every now and then. Take a look, that's our tradesman's job notes. Do you know how hard we work to get them to write like that? Oh my God, it took years of training.
1: It's still not right.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's hard. You've got to keep working with your staff to make sure they understand the format that they need to write in. Because as you know, if you have staff, they do like to leave out a lot of details in their job notes, which makes it hard to invoice. So a couple of things that you should be looking at while Kirk's fixing this up, is that he's said how long it's taken him to do each item. So we can see exactly how long is allowed for and how much we need to charge for when it comes to mining but also have we allowed enough time for the pre-built so you can see their replacement of the hot water storage hot water system element 45 minutes um, and yeah that's that um, time guys make sure you
1: re- mute your mics please figure out a way to disable it on entry all right, so this is just basic formatting to start with. So a couple of couple of quick little things just to format that out. This is how we like to present our invoices. Um, you guys will obviously be different, and everyone's going to be have an individual way to sort of line this up. But that's our basic formatting, and I'm ready to go through and start adding our shopping list pricing system items to this. So just want to jump
0: in one more time, man. Um, so have a look there, guys. This is what we offer for our property managers. Uh, and business owners and any regular customers, we have a real estate discount, but we put the name of the real estate in there. So it's the professionals real estate or professionals discount, right? So it's personalized and every invoice they get that they send to their owners, the owner gets it and goes, oh shit, yeah, I have got a discount. Every single one gets that, that yes, I got a discount. That's good. So they build trust with the real estate. They say how happy they are with the electrician. You know, we've built that in to our pricing, so we've allowed for that to happen. All right. So we'll just move through. Um, yep. Just remembering, whenever you discount, make sure that it's, the discount is calculated yep. through, through discount. Cool.
1: Okay. So way Simpro works is um, yes, we, we work our way across the tabs, so we've finished the details tab here so we can go to parts and labor. This is our first billable screen, uh, so in here we will be able to add our call out fee. So this this one's already preset to our real estate call out fee, but if we needed to change this over to any of the other ones, we have these service fees preloaded in here. So it's just a matter of selecting. What were we talking about when we were there? Yeah. If you remember that. Oh yeah, what's that called? Get your mics, your mics. Net- attention. Uh, and then one of the key things that I know a couple of guys have had before is that this labor type is, is auto loaded into the into the billable section. So we need to remove that so we're not um, giving away our hourly rate. It, I'll show you what it looks like if we do so. What we'll do is we'll go to Quick Invoice, we'll have a look, and show you what it comes out at the other end. When the customer gets this, oh no, we're not. That's incorrect. So we want itemised prices. Yeah. So we always send our jobs uh,
0: invoices as itemised and prices. That gives you the list format. <clears throat> That's wrong. Send it to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Um this is what they'll see here. They'll see tradesman hours 158.70 of zero. So we don't want to we don't want to have that showing up there, we want to like keep all that to ourselves. So it's pretty vital here that we remove this box every single job. So it should it'll become really automatic for you guys once you start using SIMPRO. Um it'll just be a Select the call out fee type and remove the labour in one one go. And then we move across the tabs up the top here. So we'll go into the, we don't use takeoffs for our side of things, uh, but we'll go to the pre build section, which is where our shopping list items are located. And our first item that we had. You to switch? The new it's not built. Okay. Yeah. Um, so our first item that we had was um, our fault finding. So we are going to use one quantity of that and the second was hot water system element and storage hot water system element right there
0: so what we're going to show you next is how quick it is to make these because i know a lot of you are uh, like figuring out ways to quickly
1: build these we'll show you how quick it is to build these things as well So next. I touch on fault finding, so we have fault finding as a quantity of one all the time. So that doesn't change, it just we just alter the minutes associated with this set of fault findings. So currently it's set to 15, which is actually what we want anyway, but if we needed to, let's just say it took us 35 minutes to fault find, we'll just open this, pre, uh, this pre-built item and we'll come down into the time allocated here in the labor component and we change that to 35 and then we'll be able to quickly, this will just auto update that to what our 35 thirty-five minutes is set at. This calculates it for you automatically. So it doesn't matter what it starts at as long as you set it for each, each job. And that's just a matter of tallying the total fault finding up. So it was 10 minutes on that fault finding, but we'll judge the 15 minute bracket for that. Round it up, round it to what it is. And the customer will never see that time column. That's just for us to understand how much have we billed for. All they'll see is the quantity and the total price. The sale price, sorry. So these, from this line onwards, is what the customer will see. Um, We also want to check in here, in this time category here, this is the time allowed. So this is our discounted call out fee. We've allowed 21 minutes for our um, travel and attendance. And then we just want to double check what our allocated time on our um, pre built item is, and we've got 60 minutes allocated to this, and we'll just double check the tradesman notes. They achieved that task within 45 minutes, so we're having a win there. What I do is I come back and I remove these, because again, the client does not need to know that. Now we're pretty much set, so like, we are good to send that from here. But what we'll do instead is we'll open this pre build right here, and I'll take you through what's going on. That's a... How about we just, I prefer if we just went through and showed them how to build one from scratch. Yep. So now you
0: can see, can I jump in there, man? So now you can see, guys, uh, right here that you've got um, all of your prices together, and all of these things have a time associated to them. So the call out has time associated to them, the fault finding has time associated to it. The replacement of storage hot water system has time associated to
1: it. Is this one finished? Yeah, that's the finished
0: one. So we'll go over to the finished one here and we'll just see how he went in terms of performance. So there's his job notes, there's the bill. um, And then what we'll do is we'll click on the schedule and we can actually see he was only there from start to finish for one hour, but we've billed for 1.61. Okay, so that's whatever, like the the value here is that extra 61% is all net profit if you've calculated everything correctly. So this is where the shopping list power is so powerful. This, this one thing here is so powerful that I've, I haven't seen other systems do as well. It hasn't been able to auto calculate how much the billable time, so estimated time is how much we billed for, actual time is how much we are actually there and how much time we put on the job. This is instant. This is, you can see it right away and, you know, three um, mics, oh my god, how many times? <laughs> One second everyone, got a fun, unmuted person. All good, they sorted it for us, cool. So, now you can see, Um, exactly how much you've allowed for and how much uh, the the job was. That there, if we've calculated all of, and what we're gonna show you now is how to build your your shopping pricing systems using what's called pre-builds in Simpro. That is how you price it out, um, and if you've got your materials right, you should never lose, and all you should be looking at is your estimated and um, actual hours in, in this system. But we know straight away that we've had a good win on that. Um, There's a great way, I won't go into it now, but what we can do is actually list, I can go to completed invoice jobs and I can scan through estimated over actual hours and I can say win, 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 loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, right? What I'll show you, I'm gonna post a separate video afterwards um, and I'll show you what I mean by that. So you should see a second video um, separate. Can see it, Jeff. Uh, you do not allocate materials in stock. Hey Nick, uh, no, we don't put materials in stock um, because the reason is the amount of time that it takes to do that, we've allowed for it in our builds. The guys will put what materials they've used, but we don't actually pull it from stock just because of the time factor. So we've calculated this on um, the amount of time it takes to do the stock taking, also the amount of time it takes to do it quarterly and make sure that stuff hasn't been stolen and all that sort of stuff. So we have a level of trust within our team and we have a really great culture where stealing is not a thing like that I know about. (laughs) But you know, the team, we can see it in our P&L anyway when we run material reports so the thing is, we run stock reports on the van over, like when it comes to purchase orders, we've got one purchase order for the whole month for van stock for that one person. They use that same number for the same wholesaler. And so with that number, their stock will flow into that. So at the end of the month, we can see they've purchased this much from the wholesaler, but they bill billed over all the jobs that they've completed This much now we've never seen it anywhere near. We've always built way over. So in saying that we're up, so there's no need to stress and micromanage all that stuff, which takes a lot of time and stress and frustration, especially if you're falling behind on your job and you can't keep up to date with that. So thanks for um, pointing that out. If you want to go down that route and do stock takes and manage stock and all that sort of stuff, then you know it's going to be a a massive. uh, Job for you, but um, yeah, it's cool. How do you achieve that if you don't use a wholesaler that isn't in SimPro? Yeah, that's hard. So you uh, manually enter the data. You got to manually enter the data. So we choose our wholesalers for for one, for price, but we also factor in how much time is it costing us to manually enter stuff. That's a cost you need to factor in in terms of if a wholesaler automates the process for you, is a little bit more expensive in terms of dollars for the materials, but then you're spending eight hours a week extra just manually entering stuff, then you've got to weigh up that cost and how much your time's worth for yourself. So that's something you've got to ask yourself um, when, when doing that. So what we can do now is jump in and show you how quick we, we can build a pre-build. And I'll get Kirk to show you because we started doing some slow switch. It's uh, just yeah. No time. Uh, so I'm going to run you over this new model that we've, we're running at the moment, right? So the new model is starting with, we've got this structure. So power socket is what it is, the char- the character the characteristic of the, the item. So it's a power socket, the characteristics, so it's a standard double, so series 2000 or a classic, and then the type of installation.
1: Oh man, so I can take you through how we how we build how we build that item. It's already loaded. So you'll see here that um, our time allowed is 60 minutes. So that's just based off an average for like our worst electrician in the team. You always want to price your estimated time based off your weakest link. That way the majority of you guys will achieve it faster than that and you'll always be in front and you're not carrying a liability inside your team. Um, Now we've associated the the material component through this cost and materials set up here. We have our markup set at 50% on our defaults, um, and then this is our build here. So see how this is based off build? It means I've attached the catalog items through our wholesaler to this um, pre-built item. So I'll show you what that looks like. So our build for this item is we have 20 meters of 2.5 mil, uh, one junction box, one power $5 worth of sundries and a mounting block. So that's based on a standard installation. So most installations you will achieve that within that material spend. Um, most of our power points would probably be less than 20, uh, 20 meters and not all would need a junction box or a mounting block. Or the five dollars worth of sundry so we're creating little wins consistently on every item this is where it makes it doesn't make sense to spend all that time and money
0: in terms of time many micromanaging stock if you can do it on a monthly basis and check between van stock for the month versus materials build using the reports in Simpro you can actually see what the ratio is there and you'll usually find that you're way up on materials. So you build a lot more materials with a markup, which just further compounds it. Um, and you know, that's that's the benefit of you know running it this way. It's quick, it's efficient, less time managing. If you want to automate your business,
1: have people doing it for you, less links, the better. So I'll just take you through how easy it is to create an item. Um, so what we're going to do here, I've just got an LED twin sensor replacement. I'm, I'm, I need to create one for this. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to enter our estimated time. Now th- we're going to assume that this is a difficult replacement. It's um, so the plugs won't line up. It's all all new. We're going to go with thirty minutes. Now most people will be easily able to achieve that within that sort of time frame. Um, and now so this is already calculating our labor based off our default settings that we set up in the back of simpro so at zero material cost at the moment our 30 minutes comes in at 79.35 now what we're going to do is find these items within our catalog and just add them to the build so i'm going to go into our catalog here i've got my product code based off a quote that i just got yesterday for this so
0: now guys with this while kirk's doing that This this data that you're gonna see is our direct prices from our wholesalers. Another thing you can do is if you have three wholesalers and you link them up to Simpro, you can do price discrepancy reports and see which of your wholesalers have the best price. Then you can do a list of all of your items and say, this is the best price on all of them. And you go to all of them and say, this is the price I'm getting from the other wholesaler. Can you match it? It's actually the best prices from everywhere mixed up and then you get them to match it so you get the best prices across the field but the other thing is this is the exact price which so it's safe as a phone call we don't have to call the wholesaler to get this information it's right in there it's accurate to the point
1: yeah so we've got our two two options here so we've got our single we'll see like stroke one there and stroke two Uh, so we're always going to select the most expensive item um, so that if the guys use a cheaper item again we're going to make a small win there so we're going to go one of those now we're also going to go sundries as a replacement so generally on install i'm doing about five dollars worth of sundries and replacement is like two to three generally because you only going to need your fixings um, so that's how that build is going to look that's the allowed materials for this very simple job and we keep these ticks. so they've added the total there with our markup this is what we're selling the materials for and then we've got our time ratio there and this is going to spit out our final price over there we're going to go save and finish and you'll notice how I use like the light fitting as the as the descriptor word so now I can if, if we were struggling for a light fitting or someone in your office was trying to find a particular fitting, we could search light fitting and then we can just scroll down these ones that I've recently made here to find the most appropriate light fitting and it should be pretty straightforward and easy to easy for, easy for a non-electrician. here's something,
0: Kirk started rebuilding our price list because we've started to like really hone in on specific things. This year we're rehauling a, different, a lot of stuff. We haven't uh, dialed into all of our prices for a long time. So Kirk was able to do this many items, and how many hours, do you got about two and a half hours I did. But so that's just two and a half hours right there. So that's how quick you can build your items in SimPro, right, when you understand what you're looking for and, and you're used to the system. Um, so yeah, get back to your point and I'll talk about exporting it and then using it as a shareable link.
1: Yeah, so whenever you're creating a preview, so I might show you what our, our old previews looked like and how hard it was to navigate super easy for me because i built them all and it's all my language but for someone who's not an electrician like a layperson or a, um, like an office lady or something like that which may be prepping your invoices it becomes really difficult so let's just try and find something like this uh, ceiling fan yeah it's just all over the place so we have a whole heap of let's just look at say these ones here it's there's so many different options, and it becomes really complex and hard for people just to be able to select um, the the right fitting and confidently be able to go, "Oh yeah, this is what I'm looking for." There's just so many different yeah. different options there. Yeah. So, what I've tried to do now is create this this new 2019 one, um, which is going to be have a lot more structure in the way that the titles are laid out. So, power socket, then a descriptive words so a standard double or a weatherproof double. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a lot more. And then we've just got our installation type. So it's uh, either a new install or a replacement. And there could be things like uh, I did one earlier where say so yeah what one are you looking at? Uh, data. So Let's just go data. So I've got two da- like new install data outlet to wide to a patch panel and then wide to another outlet. So uh, there small descriptive words there that allow whoever's looking for the um, for the actual build item to confidently select which like, which one they want.
0: Cool.
1: Awesome. All right, guys.
0: So I've uh, got another question. I'm just going to jump out of there now and jump back onto the screen. Um, Lucky like for you guys, um, since we're live, you're gonna get you're going to see all of that in action. You're gonna to have to um, make sure that we filter that a little bit when we, we make the recording, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, so since you're here, you got a real taste of what it looks like, and thanks a lot for being uh, at the live session. I'm gonna try and make sure that you guys get the most value of the people that are coming. So, next thing I wanna talk about was, oh, first of all, Questions, let's go to some questions. So you've seen that so far. Um, Lath just put in a question, is there a feature uh, feature available on the app to look up on the fly in InstaQuote on a job, right? So that's that was the next thing I was to do. So mute, Mike. Mike mute, mute mic. Cool. So the next thing I was going to talk about was you literally go to that list. So we've got the new list as we used to have it categorized like you saw in PowerPoints, then lights, then you know, all the different things, then it was commercial, then it was this, then it was that, right? So it was all these different different groups. So when you searched anything, it came up just messy ads. So what we can do now is we go to that one list and we can select by name and it's so easy to scan through. One of the reasons we wanted to do a total overhaul and I'm really excited to share that with you now so when you're at the start of your journey you can set it up correctly. So once you've got that big list, what we used to have to do to export it to an Excel spreadsheet is go into group number one, export that, put it in Excel spreadsheet. Go to group number two, export that, put it in Excel spreadsheet. It's a real pain in the ass. So I didn't do it all the time. What we do now is we've got one group, one catalog amount, but it's all organized by the name, part, characteristic, install type. That's the way we do it with the hyphen, right? So now we just export the whole list, organize it by name, and then we export the whole list, put it into a Google Sheet, and share it with the people that you work with, or the people that need to see that prices. So it's live, it's updated, you can do it on the regular. Um, All you have to do when you do it, like 20 updates over the week, is re-upload it into the same spreadsheet using the same columns, and then you can um, organize it by name. Now, a tip about Google Sheets is just organize it the way you want to see it. Keeping the columns the same as it exports, you can close the columns so they're non-existent. So if it's things like part number and you're not actually using them, you can close it so it's not there. But when you dump, you re-export, and then you dump it in, it just goes in there as normal. If you change the columns around, it's gonna export them different as well. So the benefit here is you organize it, you size the um, cells to the correct size because that's what your staff will see. So organize it to what you think is gonna be best for your staff. The next thing which is a benefit to your staff is you can pretty much, they can call you up and say, hey, I'm looking at pre-build 61, um, can you give me a rundown on what's included in that pre-build? So it just makes the, num- the numbering in there, the order, all that sort of stuff, makes it really easy to do that. Um, So cool. Guys, if you've got any questions, now's the time to put them in the chat bot. Box bot, so used to saying chat bot for marketing stuff. Do you wanna go through exporting? Yep, I can do that. So just quickly go through exporting these. I'm just gonna do it with these three ones that are still here. So you literally just click on that, CSV downloads it, There it is, it's saved. And I literally transfer this. So I copy these cells. I just copy all of these like this or can push command A and then copy and I dump them into a Google spreadsheet. And that's gonna give you, look, it gives you the material cost, it gives you the estimated time for your staff to see and the cell price excluding GST. It's so simple for you guys. Like you just need to resize the, the cells to make sure you can see the whole word of the longest. Um, Scripter, but apart from that that's pretty much everything um, so it's yeah really simple you get you guys to have Google sheets on their phone and then they can they can search uh, a word they can they can scan through it it's really simple to use but if they want to they can print it out at home as well if that's the way that they work so just things but they, they know it's up-to-date you can do it in Simpro, it's just a bit clunky compared to this way. So we're always looking for the best, most streamlined way of doing things. And this is how we're finding it to be, to, to be the easiest. i got to remember to breathe, man. All right, here we go. Has Kirk lost weight? I like this question. Sure. Kirk tries so hard to put on muscle mass. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't eaten yet. All right, maybe that's the problem. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Cool. All
0: right. So, uh, do you find the item description on the two thousand and nineteen items, or just the title? Just the title, yeah, just the title. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we also don't use part numbers for our pre-builds because it's you know if you've organised it correctly, the search function is quite good. The only problem we were having with our older lists was that it. Like you saw, it come up in like all these
1: random groups and different things. And it's you, want messy. To, you want to be trying to create something that a non-electrician can really easily use. So having part numbers doesn't help. If you've, seen you've got to teach people what a four one three is or anything like that. So you want to be able to use descriptive words that they can translate from, say, job notes into actual line items that are in the system. That's going to save you time if you can get someone in the office prepping invoices for you.
0: Yeah, cool. What we might do is just have a quick chat around these questions you guys are throwing up because there's some good ones. Um, And, uh, not a question, but this shit's all over service, mate, (laughs) haha. I agree, I agree. Yeah, it sure does. Um, You can see how quick and easy it is to check. And as a a director, like Kirk runs the business at Response, as a director, I can come in And I can look at our invoice jobs, and within 30 seconds, I can see how well individually every job we've done. And I can point out go, we're behind on that one, we're behind on that one, what's the reason, what's the reason, what's the reason? It's so easy to scan through and check. But it's also, if you've got a non-electrician doing invoice prep, then they, they can get it pretty close. All they need to focus on is getting estimated hours or billable hours over actual hours. And if they can't, then they need to be talking to you, the manager, the next level up, or whoever it is, to check over it. Okay, so let's jump in and see if we can find the people asking the questions. Right, so um, is anyone keen to just jump in and unmute your mic? Because there's so many people here today. Thank you all for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, there's Ricky in the back and some social shots going on, you, Rick. <laughs> All right, let's keep cracking through the. If you guys want to jump in and ask your question, you got your your video on. I'd love to see your face and have a chat. But um, yeah, the OT. The OT. We're singing it.
1: Um... Yo, what up,
0: dog? Oh,
1: how's it going? How's that, I'm out here storm watching in Newcastle, but. Uh... My question, I threw it in the chat there is um, with the new I way of the What's that,
0: mate? You are the OT. Look at your look at you.
1: I love it. Fresh, brother. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard. I'm back. Um, yeah, so with your new way of titling, like for example, the twelve hundred LED batten, yeah, um SAL tricolor, like do you then? <laughs> to buy your items like and you say roto we only use clips or down lights if you're going to go outside that parameter it needs to be like a custom build or that's, you need you, know, you need to be specific type of thing that's spot on i sat down with the guys yesterday and we decided on a lighting manufacturer that we we're going to use exclusively so i can yep. build all the new pre-builds around that pricing and then yep. it makes it super clear for them to know that if you they have to use a different fitting, they need to check to make sure it's under the value that we've allowed for on the pre And that way we're not just going and buying random items that might be $20, more expensive without, and them assuming that that's what it built off. Yeah. So if we went through and laid that out and was like, this is who we're using, this is what we want to do, and if you have to change from that structure, then you have to ask the question, have we allowed enough on this, on this product? Yeah,
0: we've also allowed for one the products that we chose are like high quality more expensive products so yeah. by odd chance there guys and even enclosures you know screws fixings all that stuff the better quality ones because if they go and choose something which is just cheaper then it's a win you know as long as it doesn't go and break a year yeah. later right? you know what I mean? yeah my daughter's about to climb out the window okay <laughs> We've got, change camera, change camera angles. Yeah, yeah no. we, might, we might have to f- wrap it up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. All right, Tim is out, the OT. Anyway, uh, anyone else want to jump in? Some great questions there. It's the big name, wholesalers. do You have catalogs uh, readily available to download. Now, we, uh, yes, yeah, there's, there's lots. Like, you can go to, there's a lot in Simpro that you can download. Let me just quickly check and read them out. Hold on. <coughs> Who you choose is up to you, I don't want to you know, tell you to use one over the other, um, but uh, it. some of them are better in terms of the automation than others. So here's some uh, generic one, which is a CSV file. You can actually ask your wholesaler to give you a CSV file and you can just in, import it. That's manual, but that's not subject to change every time it does an import. Um, then we've got Set and uh, CNW, ED, Go Electrical, Ideal Electrical, Turks, uh, John R. Turks, Lawrence & Hanson, Midis, M&M, 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 Sheriff, and Traylent, and they're plumbing ones at the end. But uh, we've got accounts with those as well. And where has the screen gone? <laughs> there it is. So um, there's some of the ones that you can do automated Import. So it just does it every like 30 minutes. It just refreshes. So say if your tradesman in there and they negotiate a better price for you on a part That will refresh and
1: give you the updated price there and then automatically Good thing about that when you use the catalog items as well, if something goes up in price, it automatically updates your um, pre-built items. So we had a case where I think it was three phase mains connection boxes went up by about uh, $17 or something and I just noticed that the pre price had changed like dramatically, and that's because it had auto-updated and I wasn't even aware that that price had gone up, uh, but it's it's sort of a safety net and it makes sure that you don't run and assume that you're running at the right pricing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still important every couple of years to just do a total overhaul of systems that you do use, and that's what we're doing this year. And we're just checking and finding a lot of mistakes that have been set up or, when you've got a big team running things and things are changing here and changing there, and people are sitting in, they make an edit that you might not have been approved or changes happen. you know shit happens, so you go back and do an overhaul, and everything's up to date now you know exactly where you're at again <clears throat> and you can have some massive you know improvements just by doing that right so um. Do you check your gross and net margin on individual jobs, or just assume it's right? That's why it's really important uh, we don't, um, just because of time, and you need to add in the stock items, which means when you've got a lot of, when you're a sole trader, yeah, it's a lot easier to do it because you know exactly what's going on. You know exactly what items you use and all that sort of stuff. You know what's fucking frustrating? It's when you've got staff that don't put in the items, and you're going like, shit, we put in all this stuff, what's going on, and they just don't put it in and continuously won't put it in properly. So they're constantly inaccurate anyway. So what's better, I feel, and this is just my opinion, you don't have to go and do it or not, but I feel it's better to overcompensate, protect yourself from like shrinkage, shrinkage protect yourself from people making mistakes and you've covered yourself. And that's what I mean, don't just go in real tight with things. Don't go tight with time. Don't go tight with materials because it will bite you in the ass. The other thing is with your uh, gross and net margins, zero is exceptional for tracking that sort of stuff. The other thing that Simpro does amazingly is we've got things called cost centers and you can can align them up with different sales accounts in zero. So say if we've got real estates, uh, Google customers, Facebook customers, referral customers, um, you know, all the different types of customers where we spend time and money trying to get the customers of that type. So what we do is we're able to create that, we've set them up when we're creating a job in that cost center which was related to that sales account or revenue account in zero. So when we go to our zero P&L, we've got, you know, eight to 10, so yeah, sales lines or revenue lines, which shows us the total amount of money we've made for each each group of income. Now what we do have as well is an associated expense account. So if I spent X amount of dollars on Google, this is how much we've got from Google customers. If I spent X amount of time and money on Facebook, that's where that money goes up there. So if you were to hire like a, a Facebook agency, then that cost would go into the Facebook expense, and that would offset and you can do an ROI calculation so easily in zero, just by doing that. And that's where you, when you're talking to your customer, you should always, 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 always ask where they've heard from you because you need to know where you're making money from the efforts. So many people don't and you're sort of like, where should you put in more effort? No, like, I don't know.
1: And more money. More money, more money yeah. right?
0: So more money and effort. So. So you need to know where the money's coming from and what's your best margin in terms of return on investment. And you do that by separating those revenue lines, which I haven't seen any other system do, uh, and have an associated expense account against that time and effort. Cool, got a bunch more questions. you for pumping them through, guys. Um, do you ever, oh, you've just done that one. Um, I came into this late why why did you come late let me finish the question does it show profit um total and profit percentage per job yes it can show no just go and watch you're gonna to have to watch it all again i just i just explained that um so but yes, yeah, short answer is we don't do it like that because we check it on a blanket approach uh the um you can do it like that. It's possible to do it like that. I find it time-consuming yes, and inaccurate.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and frustrating. And when you've got staff running it all, like sole traders, go ahead. But I think it's going to be great. You're going to be able to get all the right materials always. As soon as you start hiring staff, it adds to the frustration. It adds to your your ability to train people because you're like frustrated because they're not adding stock to the job. You're frustrated because of this frustrate. I like to r- remove all of those and just make sure we safeguard ourselves, just to repeat myself. Um, Is Simpro compatible with QuickBooks? Yes, it is. Is it um, easy for bookkeepers to set up in the back end? Yeah, it's really easy. And they do it part of the training as well. So it doesn't matter what accounting software you're using, it will sync it up with QuickBooks or Xero or, what's that other one? Uh, (laughs) Myob? Are you using Myob? Anyway, if you use Myob, you should, Check out um, zero. it's pretty good. Anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't know about QuickBooks, maybe it's uh, just as good. Cool guys, all right, so we are going to jump in some Q&A from the other shopping list stuff that we didn't quite get through. Uh, with Kirk's help, we're gonna nut through this stuff. If you guys wanna jump in, actually, five minute chat, five minute chat, let's just find someone to have a chat with, who wants to have a chat? Hands up. Chat. Clinton, Quentin's <laughs> offended because he came late. It's not my fault you come late. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're saying something. Cool. All right, guys. That was a good chat. Anyway, so um, we're going to jump into the questions. Woo. Moral heroes, uh, uh, issues when charging, shopping this pricing system for materials not used. So this is when we're talking about safeguarding ourselves someone was asking if we can how do you overcome these moral issues uh, when charging things that you don't use necessarily like uh, maybe you didn't use three dollars worth of sundries or you didn't use 20 meters of cable Uh, first question I'd like to know if you had staff Uh, if you do have staff then you would understand when they don't add materials to the job your you and your family and your kids and your grandkids eventually, that's your money that's going down the drain there. So you need to put it like reframe like what this means to you. Make your family or whatever is most important to you first um, because it's, you need to be able to protect yourself against those sort of things. Because a lot of people will go, I don't wanna push myself into like charging things that you don't use, but a lot of time, Your staff won't put those things in. And if you're running that model, which I have in the past, I felt the same. I ran ran that model and I was like, I'm just going to charge for what they've said they're going to charge. And often they're like, oh, well, yeah, no, I used a $150 sensor there as well. I forgot to put it in the job card. And you're just like, what? So you didn't use the $23 sensor. You got the $150 sensor. And now I'm paying for the difference because you didn't do that. So that's why we always now price for the material which is the most expensive, so we're covered. Because that's a lot of money for you when it's repeated daily on every single job for little things all the time. That's chewing into your profit. That's why you're not hitting those marks that you want to hit. So this is why it's so important when you're building your your this pricing system for the first time if you're using Simpro's pre-builds, you need to make sure that you are carefully thinking about all the items that you could use and and the average above average amount and the the labour component of an average person doing it. So that the pricing's fair then is set and you go into an agreement with the customer and you say it's this much to do the job. If they say yes to that, that's the agreement you've made with the customer and now you're free to go ahead with the job. So the only reason you're feeling immoral about it is because of the way you're seeing it. You're not seeing it as you're talking to the customer and you say, this is how much it is, and they say yes, then they've agreed to the job for what it's worth in your pricing system. So if, you were to, if I see it being immoral, if you were to charge hourly rate uh, and, say, and you were there, and I know a lot of companies do this, especially commercial, when they go out and they they're only there for thirty minutes, but they charge two hours, that's immoral. If they uh, if they say they used x amount of materials, but they didn't, and it's charged per material, and that's immoral because you're lying about what's the actual fact. But when you go to the job and you say it's this much for a PowerPoint, and they say thank you very much, I'll get one of those, that's I can't see how you can see that as immoral. So. Um, hopefully that
1: clarifies that question you got anything else to say about that yeah the great thing about the shopping this pricing system is it puts the onus back on yourself to make the profit so you've, you've agreed on a value for the job and then the faster you do the work and, and the quickly the more quickly the quicker you can achieve the the total job is it drives up the profit that you're going to make on that job so the onasis comes back to you whereas if you're working hourly rate there's no onuses for you to Work quickly and effectively. There's more. Onus, there's more value in dragging your heels and slowing down and and doing a, like fumbling around and just dragging the job out so that you can build more. So it creates an onus on you to create your own success, which is great. Um, back to the moral issue around materials. Uh, if you've got stuff, all you need to do is open the side door of the van and just pick everything up off the floor that you can't now sell to a customer because it's scuffed, damaged, broken, and just add up that every day. And then you'll find that there's plenty of money just going along the floor and then into the bin. Yeah. So you need to be able to some way offset that cost. That's part of staff, so it doesn't matter who you hire, it's gonna happen. Yep,
0: cool, I'm just reading some more questions. <coughs> uh, we're back to questions from you guys who live with us today. Welcome aboard. Um, how does the tech give the client a price when uh, when they get to site, allow the invoice on, the spot yep so that's built all through they're they're trained in understanding the shopping list pricing system and they've got the Google sheets we talked about before before that we had a book and the the price didn't change the book was there and we printed out like I said into groups and then they had the book to work off the new way that we've talked about today allows you to put it into a spreadsheet which is automatically synced um, when every time you upload it and it syncs with them as well, so they get updated. Hey, the shop and this pricing system's been updated or whatever. So they use those prices on there to create their their bill to invoice the client on site. So hopefully that explains that for you, Dale. Clinton asks, would you build an scan and use a brilliant sensor? Yeah, obviously that example I used before uh, with the expensive sensor and a cheap sensor. Yes, we have two separate ones, but if they don't say which one it is, you sort of, you don't know, you might charge for the cheap one, but you find out later that it was actually an scan. So that's gonna, you know, affect you. So hopefully that um, clarifies that. Uh, how do you uh, text present that quote, handwritten or through the app? So on site, yeah, we, we give it on site, and we, we incentivize to convert on site as well. So if our guys go out to do the quote rather than Kirk, they are incentivized to convert on-site and book it in. If they do, there's no need for a written quote um, uh, straight away, and you can get it signed later
1: once it's created and sent through. Hopefully that answers that question for you. But yeah, they are handwriting on-site. So so the customer does have some reference, and then if you're pressing the customer to go ahead and get get that booked in, if it's within their budget, then it's, it's an automatic sort of thing. If not, it comes back to the office, and then we type off a proper quote and email, so they've got a handwritten one and an email one, and they'll match exactly.
0: Yeah, so that's what something like a VA can help you out with. So our VAs do that stuff, not Kirk, because our tradesmen have come up with the price. We then then check it after the job's completed, whether or not they got a good performance. And so easily, like we showed at the start of this, we just check the estimated time over actual time or billable time over actual time. If they had a win, that's all good, they get their bonus. If they didn't have a win, then it's time to train them so that they can quote properly in the future. All right, we've got five more minutes, guys. So I'm gonna pump out these ones. Um, so, uh, editing, shopping this price with, when discount. Oh, editing, shopping this price of system when discounting.
1: So when you're trying to compete, uh, Kirk should probably cover this one a bit better. So yeah, competition. Um, you you're going to find that people are going to compare you on a couple of different items. So it's going to be you. You have to be super competitive on the items that you're comparative uh, being compared against, and then other items you can you can be wherever you need to be to make high profit margin. So that's why we have the two tier uh, call cool out piece set up. So, our standard call out fee and then our discounted call out fee, that's to make us competitive in that real estate uh, marketplace there. Um, so, yeah, we have like a two tier a two-tier setup on our super competitive items. Um, the other thing is discounting. Um, you can discount the item individually. So, if it's, um, so we're going to do 10 PowerPoints and the volume of work is there, and we may want to discount it. We can individually wind the dollar value of each one down slightly um, to give a discount. But what's preferable is you leave the full price item in there, and then you add a discount line item, and then you just come up with a discount figure so that it's super clear for the client to be like, This is what it would normally cost me, and this is what I'm getting as a discount. And I feel really great because I'm saving $600 or something like that. Yeah, bundle your discount, put it at the bottom, make it
0: so clear. If you're worked in and you're like, yeah, we're gonna make a lot of profit from this, then make it really clear that you've given them a discount. Make it really personal. And then that discount line needs to have a negative time attribute to it as well, guys. So make sure. So you don't get to the end of your job and go, oh yeah, they've won. They've had a they've had a win when it was like, you know, uh, 10 hours, estimated 10 hours actual. But in actual fact, you gave a discount of, uh, let's say, $450 and your hourly rate is $150. That's three hours that you've lost. So it was actually really inefficient and you've lost out and that's all of the profit. So hopefully that all makes sense. Cool, all right. Um, now we've got time for quick five minute chat. Who wants to chat? Come on guys, come on and chat with me and Kirk. Unmute yourself. Who's brave enough? Yo. How's it going? Legend. Good Good, man. How you going? Good man, how are you? Good. Just a quick question about Simpro training. Yeah. Um, Is it worth going through them for the training? At the moment, I think that's the only way you can do it, uh, I think. Um, We are working on, at the moment, a way to Do training as a a qualified trainer. Um, But, you know, that's something that Troy Smith's trying to sort out. And then the thing about that, if we can set that up, then he would actually train you not how to use it, because the trainers will teach you how to use it, but how to really get the most out of it. But this session is how to get the most out of it. There is some stuff that we haven't mentioned, which is really beneficial, like the reporting. Um, But yeah, I think there's a real, you know, um, I think just get stuck in and having that that like we added up all of the um, items and then it showed you the actual overestimated like we showed you, that yep. there will ensure that you never lose ever because if it's under, there's either got to be a reason from your staff like you've had to return to the job or something yep. or you've, you've made a mistake on the invoice like they've not included a line item somewhere.
1: Yep. So there's always a reason why it's not adding up so classic example is I had one the other day where I went to check that over uh, estimated versus actual and I was down by 1.5 hours and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with the job notes so I called the technician and I ran through the notes and they'd forgotten to put on the fact that they'd installed a weatherproof PowerPoint but completely missed it yeah so <coughs> yeah. Without Double check. You just invoice, and then the customer's not going to ring you up and say, "Hey, by the way, you forgot to bill me for this." Yeah. So it, it is that safety net at the end. Those and yeah, and those things, man. Over time, that's your profit.
0: That's like direct that cost of you know the staff to go out there, the the cost of materials. That's all of your net profit. So if you can safeguard yourself again, like what's that, 250 bucks from one PowerPoint from one job for us. That pays for Simpro for the month. That's not even the half of it. Like there's stuff that we're like, surely we can get some extra time in there and you do. And like people are worried about how much it costs. It's not even, it's not, it can't even, it's unparalleled, like you can't even apply for it. When you know how to use it, right? So. The shop in this pricing system enables you to scale that, enables you to go to that next level. Um, the problems I got with things like ServiceMate and the other systems is that you have to manually add up that time, and when you're busy, you're not going to do that. You're just going to send it off. You just want to complete all your invoices, right? So that's when the mistakes happen. That's where all of that cost, which is instant in Simpro, becomes you know a cost to you and your profit. Perfect, thank you very much. Thank you. All right guys, we are up for, and I'm gonna jump in and have a chat anyway with, with you guys in this accountability session, so make sure you're sticking around. One on one, or one more question. Or how do you guys cover the cost if a tradesman has to go to the wholesaler? For instance, if they upsell two ceiling fans on the spot, they don't have any in the van.
1: Okay, Um, we generally try and build that into into a line item. So if they're looking at their pre-built item and the ceiling fan price is say $300, and we have to go and collect them, they'll often let the customer know that. Yep, I just got to add 30 minutes worth of um, travel. I just got to pick the fans up. Or alternatively, we use a courier uh, if they've got extra work on site, and they'll get the courier to drop the the fans out, and again, we just we just blend that price and that cost back into the into the invoice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, Dan. Um, question: The monthly cost of Simpro is fine. I think more the 4K training, which hurts the pocket, is more of the pain point. So uh, I recommend. I don't know. I've never talked to Simpro about this, but when I started Simpro, it was 12 grand to get started, and I was the sole trader. So for me, I forked out 12 grand to have the system. But I asked them, is there any way I can pay that over 12 months? And I paid $1,000 a month for 12 months to pay off the Simpro system. For me, right at the start, it was about setting up the foundations first and then making sure that the, uh, making sure, just getting this pin. So making, for me, at the start, it was always about setting up the um, foundations first and then making sure that we could, um, Build from there because if I didn't have that foundation to begin with, we wouldn't have grown as fast as we did, and I wouldn't have had that visibility and ability to you know scale things the way we did in response. Um, and just said the 4K is available to pay off over four months, so hopefully, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they did anything like that. Um, so one, th- and Nicholas says one thing. I say. Uh, is I signed up for the Simpro in October and the 4K stun, but I've forgotten about it already and made up uh, made up for it tenfold. Tenfold! Wow, that's incredible. And I I believe you. I think it's actually that valuable. So especially if you can you you've seen it, you've seen it in action. The decision is yours.